It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte here. It's tech guy time. Time to talk computers, the internet, home theater, digital photography. You're getting the idea here. Smartphones, smartwatches, all of these pieces of our new digital lifestyle. 88, 88. Ask Leo is the number if you have a question, a comment, a suggestion. 888-8275536. Yeah, we also talk about security. Man, this is going back and forth. We've been talking for weeks now about this Intel flaw that they, you know, you're not really a, a good, you know, you're not a big deal in the security flaw universe unless you have a sexy name, a sexy name. Uh, this isn't that sexy a name. Spectre or Meltdown. Those are the two flaws. But mm, they're serious, as we've been saying, because they affect pretty much every modern processor, not just Intel, but AMD, even ARM processors. Intel started doing the thing that caused problems, speculative execution, back in 1995. So this has been a problem for 23 years now. And uh, but, but it was just discovered a few months ago. And Intel's been putting out a fix, except <laughs> this week they announced, Stop! No, don't do that fix anymore! <laughs> it it makes some machines get into boot loops, which is not a breakfast cereal, although a good name for a breakfast cereal. If you had your boot loops this morning, they're talking about uh, machines that start and restart and restart and restart. This would be fairly uh, disastrous if you wanted to use a computing device and it wouldn't, you know, go past starting up and failing and starting up and failing. And st- <laughs> it's kind of bad news. Can't get out of bed. So Intel said, never mind that fix. Now, this probably means nothing uh, Nothing you should do unless you have one of those machines. Then call your manufacturer and hope and pray they have a fix for that. Uh, otherwise, um, I don't know. If you didn't do any updates, well, yeah, maybe you're glad. Don't, you know, uh, I don't, I don't even, I don't have any advice now. There's no advice anymore. I don't know. To date, this, these vi- these exploits, I know, they're not viruses, exploits have not been exploited. There have been no Spectre or Meltdown viruses or malware or anything out there. And uh, maybe not. Maybe there won't ever be because it's hard to do. You have to be a pretty good little hacker, good at your, good at your work to, to get it done. So maybe the right advice <laughs> at this point is don't do anything for a while. And until you a hear that there's a fix, that's good. That doesn't slow your machine down and doesn't make it reboot or B there's a, there's something out there. There's some malware. And so far we haven't heard of any malware to date. So 
This is this is why it's a hard this is a hard job making security recommendations. I don't know what to say. I have uh, just you know put my money where my mouth is. I've patched everything I could, and I this what has been up to recently always the recommendation, which is do every update that your manufacturer pushes out. If you know everything, especially those critical updates, everything Apple or Microsoft says to do. Do it. And uh, and if you have a laptop, you may even get a firmware update from your manufacturer. I did on my Lenovo's. Uh, do it. Uh, I mean, worst case, if it forces your machine to reboot over and over again, at least you have a pretty good case to go back to the company and say, hey, I did that thing you told me to do. And it didn't work so well. I can't use my machine. And I, I, I have to guess. And I haven't heard, but I have to guess that they've uh, they'll they'll stand behind it, right? <laughs> it's extremely confusing uh, for people in the business, let alone for a normal human just trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. I guess I'm going to have to say, can I don't know. I should take it back. I mean, I patched, uh, but I survived. <laughs> I I don't know if you would, and I'd hate to be responsible if you didn't. What a mess. What A-M-E-double-S. Don't know what to say. Uh, uh, don't, know, don't know what to say about this, except do what your, do what your conscience dictates. I'm not responsible. We were talking, uh, speaking of security, about this Russian antivirus company, Kaspersky Lab. Lots of uh, people recommended it. It was always considered a, a good choice for an antivirus. Never one of my recommendations. In fact, my current recommendation is stay away from antiviruses. They can cause more problems than they solve, et cetera, et cetera. You've heard me say that. There was some concern over Kaspersky Labs because there, I don't know, there was some thinking that maybe the Russian government had some involvement in it that perhaps it could be used to spy on computers uh the uh the u.s government instructed uh u.s government agencies not to use it well there's some uh, new information uh, buzzfeed news in conjunction with a russian news site medusa says there was a battle for control of the company between eugene kaspersky and the founders of the company and Russian security services. And that the Russian security services won. And the, the uh, explosive revelation, and again, consider the source, a Russian news agency. I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're trustworthy or not. I don't know anything. Again, <laughs> this is getting to be a... Uh, same old song here at the show. Don't know anything, but I would I recommended not using Kaspersky. I don't use any antivirus, but especially not Kaspersky. Why take a chance? Now the, uh, the this article, which is explosive, says there is code in the Kaspersky antivirus that lets people from Kaspersky download information from any computer running it access it any information this is a, a something called the kaspersky security network and this is an any part of the antivirus that stays online that checks for updates and stuff this was launched in 2012 
The Kaspersky Security Network, this is a quote from the story, allows Kaspersky software to examine any potentially threatening file on the user's computer and compare it with other cases across the network. That's a benign use. Previous antivirus software worked locally on computers. Maybe yours does too. Some are moving to a cloud solution. But this article asserts that moving to a cloud solution allowed the company to analyze and neutralize new viruses, but it also (laughs) could be run manually from a remote location, meaning an employee of Kaspersky Lab can download any file from a computer on which Kaspersky's security network is installed without its owner's knowledge. A a great tool for protecting you or for uh, spying on you. Yikes. So uh, that that's the uh, that's the latest. Uh, Again, I, you know, from a Russian news source, I don't even know. Can you trust Medusa? I'm not familiar with it. Should you worry about this? Maybe probably be prudent. I would say would be prudent not to put Kaspersky on anything you do. And really, my advice stands, and if you want to ask me about it, 8888-ASK-LEO, we could talk about it. Do not install an antivirus on your computer. Windows 8 and 10 have their own antivirus. We'll get to your phones in just a second. 888-827-5536. Our show today brought to you by the amazing folks at Carbonite. Long been one of our most valued sponsors And they have gotten better and better, so much so that I really have to kind of rebrand them as the data protection experts for business. Everything a business needs to protect your data, including high availability, backup and restore, data migration so you're never locked into a particular cloud, hybrid backup, and their newest Carbonite endpoint backup, which is really a wonder. In fact, it's the only endpoint backup featuring true global deduplication of encrypted data. That's hard to do, but Carbonite's got a patent on their technique. So your data is secure in, in, in transit. Your data is secure in storage all the time. Carbonite endpoint backup can cover up to 2 million endpoints in one vault, as many vaults as your organization needs, so it can grow with you in a public cloud, in a private cloud, on-prem, or any combination. And their proprietary tool called Quick Cashbacks up uh, local data sets throughout the day over the LAN and then back to the Internet so everything's faster. I mean, I can go on and on, but I want you to go to Carbonite.com and find out more. Learn more about Carbonite Endpoint Backup at Carbonite.com. Laporte, the tech guy, 8888 ask Leo the phone number. Can you hear them? The phones are ringing, and it's all thanks to the wonderful and talented Kim Schaffer. Hello, Kim. Good morning. How are you today? Great. How are you? I am very, very good. Good. I am ready to talk to all sorts of wonderful people. You've been answering the phones like crazy. I have. When you call 8888-ASK-LEO, you will reach this powerful, powerful person, Kim Schaffer. (laughs) The gatekeeper. She she has the power of life or death for your phone call, so be nice to her. 
And you don't. I'm curious. Do you? I mean, because I don't watch your work. You don't. You don't ever like go. Oh, I don't want to talk to you. Goodbye and hang up on. I'm them. not that. Mean. You're very nice. There may be phone screeners out there that are like that. I've heard of people doing that. I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I might say your question is not pertinent. Yeah. Or, or you Leo, were just on Leo in the last medical doctor. I think you have the wrong show. That but... <laughs> could happen. That could happen. Although I'd be glad to help people with their medical uh, problems. I'm not really sure. <laughs> It'd be fun. <laughs> it would be fun. <laughs> Sometime you know they they should get Dina Dell to do a computer show and I'll do right. a medical show. That'd be perfect. It would be awesome. <laughs> as long as people didn't do what I say. <laughs> so um, you do have some nice people. I do. Like. In fact, Mark in South Carolina has a very interesting question about that home assistant that shall not be named. She who um, shall not be named. In regards to the game that we also can't say the name of, the big game that's happening next Sunday. We are allowed to say Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Owl. Superb Owl. Owl. Superb Owl. No, they, I think you can't use it like it. I couldn't say, like, win Super Bowl tickets today because that would be, you know, not a licensed use of the name. But I think as a, as a press item. I, I can't item, see why we can't we say, can say their, the we Super Bowl's coming this up. Is the, this is fair use, as they say. Yes. Well, let me see if I can help Mark with his Superb Owl question. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. Hi, Mark. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Welcome. Hey, Leo. I think I'll just call her, uh, how about Amanda? Amanda. Hey, Amanda. <laughs> I know who you're talking about, the Amazon Echo. Right, exactly. I just put one in my car. You know, and that actually uh, answers a question, or one of the questions, why it came up on a Ford commercial uh, during... Yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of cars are starting to use... Ford, it's funny, because Ford had that Ford Sync uh, for a long time. They were one of the first car companies to put voice in their car, and even they're using Amazon now. Yeah, and and I... The last I heard, I think uh, I was seen on Twitter this morning that uh, I guess Amazon's actually got sixty percent of the smart speaker market or something yeah, like that. Huge, huge. But, so, yeah. uh, but but watch out because Google's coming on strong. I mean, I think this is uh, it's you know I've been talking about this now for a couple of years. I think this is the neck. You know, you're always looking what's the next big thing in computing. I think talking to your house or your car, you know, just into space is going to be the next big yeah. thing. Already is for many of us. So, what can I do to help you? Yeah, well, I kind of had an observation, um, and it kind of came up only because it was triggering my echo uh, d- during the uh, Philadelphia game last week. And I think it was while the twit, uh, twit was... We were on, probably uh, talking about it, right? Oh, yeah, and I don't know. And that's the thing. I didn't actually catch it. You know, I have a line. rule. We try to enforce on all our broadcasts not to say the A word or the G word or the S word or the C word. <laughs> and that's not what oh, you're yeah. thinking. That's, you know, Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Amazon's voice services because I don't want to trigger them. But I noticed that sometimes ads will trigger it, although of late Amazon's ads have not. And I think they're putting a secret tone or somehow modifying the command so that it doesn't trigger but very famously i mean there's a famous xbox ad uh that uh triggered xbox and took over the <laughs> took over the stream people some people watch their video on this on uh, their xbox and then there have been burger king actually was it burger king i think it was did an ad where they triggered google oh, yeah remember that and got and got a whole speech you got basically got the ad to come out of your google assistant and they got in trouble <laughs> for that one google was not happy about that so uh, anyway, you were. Are you worried about this or? Well, no. It's more of a, I guess, a, a concern. I mean, I, I like the Echo. I'm not worried about um, what it's going to hear in my place or anything like that. You know, and but it's just a thought that. Are you worried about privacy? You're worried about privacy. Stray conversations being recorded, things like that. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, not with me, but I, I, I so guess like as a. Um, there, there's two things uh, to say. First, it doesn't uh, it doesn't send anything back to the home office until the trigger word is heard. That's why the trigger words right. are limited, right? And then, uh, as soon as it hear, hears a trigger word, it records everything and sends that back to the home office. And in almost every case that I know, I'm not sure about Microsoft, but certainly with Apple, Google, and Amazon, those recordings are saved. They are available. In fact, Amazon uh, was subpoenaed in a murder case for any auto, audio recordings it might have. Now, Amazon said, well, it's not going to be very useful unless somebody triggered it. But as you point out, sometimes it gets triggered by accident. There is something more nefarious that we could, I should point out. Because of the laws that allow uh, law enforcement to issue subpoenas for information with, and in some cases using something called a national security letter, uh, if, if it's a deemed important for national security, they can, they can uh, block Amazon from saying anything about it. So it is certainly theoretically possible. I don't know if it's ever happened. We will never know. For, uh, say, the CIA, well, I guess it has to be the FBI, doesn't it, because it's domestic. For the FBI to send a national security letter to Amazon and say, turn on, if you would, turn on Mark's Echo. We just would like to hear everything. And right. that could, that's completely theoretically possible. You have a microphone in there. By the way, it's always been possible with with your smartphone as well. Um, so the thing is, with any of these, you might notice some data uh, increases in data use. So it would be of limited use. But I wouldn't be surprised if law enforcement does this from time to time. My, my thought isn't so much with law enforcement as is. Um, it's more of a, like a collective effort. And say like next week you have the Super Bowl and – they trigger everyone's. You know, not all the commercials are the same. I guess. Yeah, but localities say, and stuff like say that. A, say a national commercial triggered this device, right? And you're saying then Amazon would get all of these. You know, not for very long. I think there's a limit, but say two minutes of in-home audio from a hundred million people. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's theoretically possible. Uh, it's not. Remember. It, there are a lot of watchdogs out there now. There are a lot of paranoid people. And so it, it wouldn't go undetected for very long. Amazon doesn't, I can guarantee you, doesn't want all that information. Uh, you, you know, people would say, there's been a lot. Of, I remember somebody telling me, oh, no, no. My husband and I were having a conversation about travel, not with the uh, Echo on or anything. We were just having this conversation. All of a sudden, I got all these Amazon ads for suitcases. They're definitely listening. Yeah, no. It, the, the risks to their business are so high. That I don't think they would do this, you know, just randomly. Now, I think that they can do it because, and I think if law enforcement demanded it, they would. And I understand that it might have some value to them to know what people are talking about. But what are you going to do with a hundred million two-minute snippets? I mean, I guess artificial intelligence could comb through it. The risk way outweighs the reward, in my opinion. I don't think we have to worry about that. But remember, your smartphone's capable of the same thing. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. The Tech Guy Show brought to you by the revolutionary new Epson EcoTank printers. Cartridge-free printing with years of ink in the box. Go to epson.com slash ecotank to learn more. Epson, exceed your vision. Ooh, here he is, Scott Wilkinson, home theater guru. 
editor at theavsforum.com, joins us every week to talk home theater. Scott asked me with 30 seconds before uh, the show came back <laughs> to explain cryptocurrency mining. Were, were you satisfied by my 30-second thumbnail precis? Yeah, I guess, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it. Uh, I don't okay. get it. You don't need to get it. You don't need to I, get it. I have it. no interest in, in no. You know, mining or getting no, any or whatever. You don't but... need to worry about it. It's a, it's it's a bizarre concept, but then again, so is real currency, I guess, in a way. Hey, you know, we live in a land of bizarre concepts. I mean, if yeah. if you had thought a hundred years ago we'd be able to watch video nearly as good as looking through a window, mm -hmm. if you had explained DLP projection to me <laughs> ten years ago, I would have laughed. You, I would have said, "No, come on, there, there's fairies yeah. in there, right?" The Billions view. of tiny mirrors waving yeah. around. Oh, yeah. With a, you, I mean, this whole – we're living in the age of miracles. It's uh, uh, Indeed. Indeed. We have to suspend disbelief just to kind mm -hmm. of go through our day-to-day -day motions. Right. So what's <laughs> new in the land of miracles and TV? Well, I thought I would uh, mention uh, – we, we know that the Super Bowl is coming up next week. <gasps> oh, and my I think gosh. Really? Okay. Yeah, next week. Oh, my. I mean – you know me. I'm going to be watching the Puppy Bowl, but uh, <laughs> but this is the big buying. This week will be. It's the big. This is the big buying week for TVs, even more so than Black Friday. Uh, you know, because now we're almost to the point where the manufacturers are going to release their 2018 models, and so their 2017 models are going to go on big sale. And of course, everybody wants to watch the Super Bowl on a big screen TV, so they they do some promotions. So I contacted. Sony and Samsung and Vizio and TCL and and asked them, you know, what are you, what TVs are you putting on promotion for the Super Bowl? And they most of them got back to me. I haven't heard back from LG yet, but I hope to before next week. And I put them all in, in some lists on AVS Forum. So oh, nice. I encourage you to go check that out. It's the top of the homepage, TV deals for Super Bowl 52. And, um, you know, this is information mostly from the manufacturers themselves, and it's mostly – basically going to uh, the manufacturer online website, online sales. Dealers right? they, might have additional They might. They might very well have additional okay. discounts. Uh, and in fact, in one case, in the Vizio case, uh, the prices that I, I list here are for what, what are called mass market retailers like Best Buy or Amazon. You can get even 100 bucks more off, 100 bucks less for the price, uh, at club stores like Sam's Club or Costco, if you're a member. So, is that a good place to buy a TV? Uh, it is. I, I think Costco is a great place, actually, because they've got a really good return policy. Yeah. Uh, so I I wouldn't have any trouble at all buying a TV from Costco. Every time I go to Costco, you know, there are a ton of people in line with these big old boxes, TVs in their carts, you know, waiting to go. Uh, LG, so, are they going to drop the price of their beautiful OLED TV? I price? hope so. I haven't heard yet. I, I wanted, really wanted to include them in this list, and I will if they get back to me, you know, early part of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they haven't yet. So, and you'll see in this list, it's kind of interesting. Uh, most products are in the 20, 25% discount range. Wow. Um, uh, there's a Sony that's 31%, uh, but uh, some of the, some of the Vizios, are not that not that great of a because they're discount. already low price though they're already very low yeah. price so it's not really that big a yeah. deal. Would you uh, now? You can't watch the Super Bowl in 4K, right? Well, no, they're not broadcasting it. No, okay, no, yeah, no. Um, so so there's, TVs, is it foolish to say I want a 4K TV? It's certainly not at all, not okay. at all. In fact, I'm saying in this li in these lists that I recommend that you buy a TV that's 4K. First of all, there's almost no 
no 1080p TVs anymore except small ones at the very bottom of the range. I noticed all uh, of the ones you, you recommend have HDR as well. Which And I recommend that, yeah. that you get an HDR set. Not that the Super Bowl is going to be broadcast in HDR. It's not. But if you're going to spend even a little money on a TV, you're going to keep it for a while. It's not going to just be for the Super Bowl, and then you're going to throw it away. And after the Super Bowl, you might want to watch movies in HDR. Right. And I really think, as I've said many times, that HDR is the most important, the biggest, most significant improvement in picture quality uh, that's come along since we went to high definition ten more, ten, more than 10 years ago. So I say get a TV that does HDR, not that it'll help you with the Super Bowl, but that after that, You'll 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 have streaming with HDR. You might have a 4K Blu-ray player well, with HDR. And the Olympics, the Winter Olympics are coming. Then up they're, yep. they're going to be in 4K in some cases, right? In some cases, I'm not. I have to still do some research on exactly how people are going to get that in 4K. So they're shooting uh, the Super Bowl. They have 4K cameras, but that's just for special effects or zooming in. They're really zooming in. They're exactly. not really shooting the whole thing in 4K. As but, far as I know, that's the, correct. The and they're Olympics, certainly not broadcasting it in 4K. Right. And well, yes. But, but I'm even saying that there's you won't don't look for 4K even like down the road because they're not shooting it that way. The Olympics, right. however, are being shot in 4K HDR. Yep. 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 So that's, that's correct. Now you may have but, to get it streaming or something like that if you want to see it. You're not correct. Gonna, broad, fact, nobody it, broadcasts 4K. No, nobody does. Oh, streaming is the only way to get it, and and so in terms of live, anyway. Well, yeah, there's no oh, yeah. broadcasting. I tell 4K. you, the, the Winter Olympics would look great in 4K oh, HDR. I agree. You really would like I to get agree. it that way if you can. Oh, and in fact, uh, uh, the uh, Korean broadcasting system, KBS, is. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Actually shooting some of it in 8K. <laughs> Of course they are. And, and, yeah, of course they are. And then NHK, Japanese public broadcasting system, is going to be shooting the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, also in 8K. Yeah. And we we now at CES we did see the first, what will be the first commercially available 8K TV from Samsung. I always say, I I do not. I'm not a big proponent of 8K. I don't think it's going to be a significant improvement in picture quality over 4K at the normal seating distances that one sits from a normal size TV. Yeah. I mean, heck, even even giant commercial cinema screens are no more than 4K yeah. these days. Yeah. They aren't. Yeah. I wonder uh, if there'll so, be any 4K ads for the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, well, that'll be interesting, huh? Well, again, they won't be broadcast. Yeah, nobody'll see them that way, but maybe nobody'll see them that way. There will be uh, NBC says 50 hours of VR, virtual reality for this, the the yes. Winter Olympics. So yes. get your daydream or your uh, you know your your headset ready your yep 
you know, Vive or your Google Cardboard or your Samsung Gear VR because you'll, I guess that again will be streamed. You'll have to watch that yep. on, the, on the internet, but it will. It will. They're going to do the and opening I, and closing ceremonies that way, and that's it. Could cool. be cool, but I I still have not big on VR because the resolution's low. Yeah. I can and easily see the pixel structure, and it's kind of gimmicky. I mean, it's kind of it's fun the first time you can look around while you're yeah, you know, it's like you're there. But then after not a big, while, not a big deal. It I'm wears more interested. Out I'm more interested in seeing 4K yeah. on my big screen TV. Yeah. So I'm going to be writing about that uh, very shortly, how that how you can get I that. have to think that we're getting – broadcast isn't going to have it. Because, Not for a while. ATSC 3.0 has the capability, but they and that just will roll upgraded. out this year. <laughs> it's a lot of more equipment and stuff. Exactly. The, the broadcasters are not going to upgrade no. anytime and, soon. And isn't everything moving to the internet anyway? So, But yeah. I think soon there will be a 4K HDR Super Bowl, just not this year. Not this Maybe year. the Puppy Bowl before K. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Scott Wilkinson, he's editor at avsforum.com. Read that article. If you want to get a TV this week, check out the deals. avsforum.com. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. can't exploit a Mac. It's just there's so few Mac owners compared to Windows owners. And it's so much easier to go after Windows than it is Macintosh that most, as far as I know, almost all the exploits I've ever seen uh, go after uh, Windows. So in order to... Concern me, though, was... Oh, was, I don't blame you. It was deceptive on the, on the front... And then in the rear end. Yeah, they're sneaky as heck. Yeah. But maybe that wasn't even a download. Maybe that was, uh, you know, who knows? In other words, okay. what's happening is you're on a website, and websites have all sorts of ways of making things look like they're happening, including, they're happening, including. having a, uh, the, the window zoop, swoop down towards the download area as if it's downloading. Uh, that can be a JavaScript effect that's coming from the website, not even, you know, not even happening. In order for a bad guy, there's really only two ways you can get bad stuff on your devices and this includes mobile as well as desktops on any computer there's only two ways the easiest most effective way is a bad guy tricking you into running a program and that's what they were trying to do oh your flash and i should put this in air quotes your flash needs updating it's not and you were smart you knew you recognized immediately oh, that's not you know you got suspicious but this is a very common trick bad guys use to get people to update or not it looks like you're updating it's not really updating to install a program so they have to get you to run a program. That's method one. And if you are you know, tricked into running that program, don't feel bad if you are. It's very persuasive in many cases. That could be by attaching a file they say is a spreadsheet to an email. They say it comes from the boss. Quick work on these numbers for me. And you're, oh, my God, the boss is, let me do this fast. And you double click it. And it, for some reason, Excel doesn't launch because it wasn't an Excel spreadsheet. It was a program. And remember, a program running doesn't have to tell you anything. It doesn't have to display a window I'm installing or anything like that. On Windows, uh, generally, we'll have to pop up the user access control dialog. Is it okay to install this? That's a, that's a feature that Microsoft put in some years ago that's pretty effective. And if you just say no, it'll, it'll block it. That leads us to the second method that's much more worrisome. And it's one of the reasons we are always saying, I say all the time, please update your system. Sometimes bad guys can get programs to run without your knowledge, without your permission. And, and when that happens, then you're in trouble because you're just going by virtue of going to a website or seeing a pop-up. That's enough to get that program to install malware into your system without, again, without any intervention on your part, without any knowledge. But it does, in that case, it has to take advantage of a flaw in the operating system. The operating system is trying to protect you, saying you must explicitly run this program. And in the case of Windows, you must explicitly approve it under the UAC. On, on Apple does much the same thing. Even if you're an administrator, it says, I need an administrator password. You've seen this to install those are ways the operating system is protecting you from accidentally installing something bad. It's giving you a, a second chance. But if there's a flaw in your system, and that's what we're, these are what we're, when we talk about exploits, this is what we're talking about. If there's a flaw in your system, 
bad guys can execute code without your knowledge. That's problematic. And that's why, you know, it's so important to do these patches. I'm going to say, based on what you just described, you're cool. You're safe, Brad. But good on you for, A, knowing, you know, most people, we see, you know, advisements to update Flash so often. Most people just go, yeah, yeah, of course you need to update what's new. And click OK. And that means, okay, run this program. And then Windows will pop up the thing. Okay, you need to you prove this. And again, that little speed bump's not enough to make you think. You go, yeah, 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 just get it over with. And you've installed something bad. On Macintosh, same thing. Before you can install something that's going to do harm to your system, it'll pop up a dialog saying, what's the administrative password? Even if you're running as administrator. That's a speed bump. That's to, that's to make you think. That's not there to get on your nerves. It's there to, it's there to make you think. So think. And just because it looks like Flash doesn't mean it is. Just because it's an attachment from that looks like it's from the boss doesn't mean it is. They, they try all sorts of techniques. It's your bank. Oh, my gosh. Quickly, open this PDF and verify this transaction. We think it's fraudulent. We want to stop it. Otherwise, $10,000 will be taken from your account. Yikes. They do that because, you know, the more scared you are, the more likely you'll go along with it without thinking. These are old con. All of this is old con tricks. You know? I mean, the con game just has migrated to the Internet. So good that you noticed that, Brad. I think you're all right. I don't think anything bad happened. You, you know, unless there's a flaw in your system, and Apple's very good about keeping everything protected. Same thing with Microsoft these days. Unless there's a flaw in your system that you haven't patched, you're all right. That's why this Spectre meltdown thing's a big deal. But it's, but it still interestingly requires a, a bad guy be able to run a program on your system to snoop on your memory. Still have to have bad malicious software. That's the, that's the, you know. So those are the only two ways you can get malware in your system. You agree to run it or they sneakily get by your operating system's protections and run it. Are you interested in this? Is this stuff kind of interesting to you? Then you might be a good candidate for a job in IT. Man, there are a lot of jobs in IT. Our sponsor, IT Pro TV, has trained thousands of people to get jobs in IT, to get those certificates you need to get that job, and thousands of people already in IT to get a better job or a raise or just make themselves more valuable. With a new year come new resolutions, fitness, diet, but also professional, right? And if you're considering a new career in tech or you want to get a better job or a pay raise, IT Pro TV is the fun and entertaining way to sharpen your IT skills. Over 3,000 hours of on-demand training, and they make more every week, 125 new hours. They do it live. You can watch it live. You can chat behind the scenes. Their course library prepare you for just about any kind of job in IT. Security, yes, they've got some great security certificates like the ISC certs and the CEH certs. CISM, CISA, CCNA, if you want to get into networking. You can stream their courses live or on demand. They're all available and use their Chromecast app, their Roku app. They have a great Fire TV app, beautiful Apple TV app. You can do it on PC, of course. You can do it on your iOS or Android devices with their apps there. 85,000 IT Pro TV members are getting better jobs right now. And, man, this is a hot category. There are over 1 million open IT security jobs right now. 1 million right now. Visit itpro.tv slash Leo. And, by the way, a lot less expensive than going to a technical school or even buying the study materials. It's a great, fun way to learn. You can try it free for seven days with the IT Pro tv slash leo site use the offer code leo 30 percent off your monthly membership too for the lifetime of your active subscription friendly training binge-worthy content life-changing results itpro.tv slash leo use the offer code leo corporate memberships are also available ed in claremore oklahoma hello ed leo it's so good to talk to you nice to talk to you great uh, may i first say that i'm very impressed with how nice polite and patient you are with everybody you talk to, no matter how simple or basic the question is. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate it's it. It's really a pleasure listening to your show. I, you know, I started doing this many years ago because I felt like people weren't getting this, the help and support they needed from the, the industry. We really have to, as users, we're going to have to stick together. Ed, I'm going to have to ask you one more thing. Can you stick around? Because we've got to take a break for news at the top of the hour. I, I, but I, I don't mind taking time out for praise. Thank you. 
<laughs> I appreciate okay. it. Hang in there, Ed. We'll be right back in just a second. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. If you want to join the fun, 8888-ASK-LEO. And don't forget the website, techguylabs.com. Well, hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte here, the tech guy. Time to talk computers, the internet, home theater, digital photography, smartphones, smartwatches, the cloud, the voice, the Super Bowl, nice <laughs> high resolution TVs. 8888-ASK-LEO is my number, 888-827-5536. You can also go to the website, techguylabs.com. That's free. Don't worry. There's, I'm not going to charge you. There's no sign-up necessary. All the stuff we talk about is uh, is linked there. There's even audio and video of previous shows there. Uh, now, I just started talking to Ed in uh, Claremore, Oklahoma, and I had to cut you off, and I'm sorry, Ed, but we're back. What can I do for you today? That's no problem. I appreciate it. Well, you've spoken in the past, and I've listened to you talk about two-factor authentication, and uh, either I set it up or it's set up for me. I like to use it as often as possible. Good man. But it just seems something I've noticed. I use, I have a Mac and iPhone and iPad and all that. And when I'm going to it, and it just seems to be Apple sites such as iCloud, and I log in and it puts up the two factor authentication boxes and then it sends back the passcode to the same device. I know, isn't that dumb? I do not understand how that can possibly be considered two factor authentication. I completely agree to you. Um, so here's so here's the deal uh, with two factor and just I'm so glad you use it. I was just telling my wife the other day to use it, um, it and I tell everybody to use it. Oh no, it wasn't my wife? It was my, my my wife uses it. my daughter to use it? People don't because it's it seems a little more inconvenient. Although I think it's gotten better and better. My daughter was worried because she got a notice from Google somebody logged in to her Google account and she didn't recognize. And I said, well, it's probably okay, but change your password and turn on two factor. And she said, well, how do I do I have to put an app on my phone? I said, no, Google now allows you, if you have the Google app on your phone, to use that. It'll send you a message saying, you're attempting to log in. Is that okay? And you say approve. But you raise such a good point, Ed, because the theory of two-factor is it's something you know, your password, and then either something you have, as in your phone, or something you are, as in biometrics, your fingerprint, your face ID, your iris scan. And the idea of combining two of those makes it more than twice as uh, secure as a password. It means a bad guy to attack you, even if he knew your password, would then have to have your phone. But you raise the excellent point. Well, wait a minute, because I'm getting the two-factor in the same device I'm logging in on. And I, you're right that it would be better if it were on another device. Even Google does this. And the reason is it's still you need the password and the physical possession of that object. So it's still two factors in the sense that it's something you know, your password, and something you have. In this case, the same computer you're logging in on. But With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The presumption is, well, if the person knows the password and is actually on Ed's computer, it's probably Ed, right? It'd be nice if it were on a second device, uh, but I think that that's the theory. And one of the reasons Apple does that is they don't want you to have to have – it does it on all your devices, by the way. You've probably noticed that if you have an iPad and an iPhone, that same four-digit number shows up everywhere. Right, right. I've seen that. Yeah, and I think the theory is, <laughs> you know, it's it's still it's still a second factor. Um, if somebody steals your password, they would then still need your computer to for that to work. But I, I agree with you. I have the same. When I see that Facebook does that too sometimes, when I see that, I say, well, wait a minute, dude. That's not as <laughs> – yeah, I'm the bad guy sitting at Ed's computer. Thanks for giving me that code. Can I toss this into it? Sure. As I was sitting here thinking about it, I can relate it to also the other thing happening is when you first log into something, it will toss up a little map. Yes. Uh, it says somebody's trying to log into you allow or disallow. And it, we're up near Tulsa, about 200 miles away from Dallas, and it's typically showing kind of, if I remember right, centered on the northeast side of Dallas. Okay, and that's because the device you're using, in this case your computer, doesn't have GPS in it. Ah. So it's using your Internet signal. And, and Apple, like Google and like many other companies, uh, they they've created a database matching Wi-Fi access points to locations. Originally, they used a company called Skyhook to do this, and then eventually Apple and Google both started drive when they were driving around cars. Said, "Well, we might as well collect this data too," and they triangulate. They say, "Well, the strongest signal uh, is in Ed's house. The other signals from there, and the other signals from there," and they could triangulate it that way. If they're not doing that, then they have to resort to the system that they're using. It's giving you the bad result, which is your IP address. And geolocation by IP address is notoriously poor. In this case, you're probably seeing your Internet service provider's location as opposed to Well, yours. it makes me feel a little uncomfortable because that's not where I am. Yeah, because you, but you don't remember. You don't have GPS built in, and it's right. apparently not getting a Wi-Fi signal uh, or enough to ge- geolocate you. Or you, you, you don't where you are in Claremore, they never mapped. Most most likely, and uh, is your internet service provider in? Uh, where were you getting Dallas? Uh, right, that's and pretty the, far away. The funny thing is that might tie in with another thing, in that when I go shopping and I might get on Sam's Club or yep. Walmart, and it'll say, "Okay, here it is at your store," and it's Plano, Texas. Yes, yeah. So that's that, it's doing that by IP address. So there's another database. Uh, maintained by another company that says these IP addresses belong to this location. But that, that's a very uh, inaccurate system. And, and probably what they're getting, you, I would, I'm almost going to bet you is your Internet service provider's headquarters is in Plano. And, uh, probably and that's, that's the best they can do. They say, well, that IP address belongs to this Internet service provider. This is where it's located. That's as close as we're going to get. Okay. 
Can I toss in something about Kaspersky real quick? You you certainly may. You heard me talking about the I did, questions I did. about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I had, and I see your point about antiviruses, but I, by uh, listening to another uh, radio. See, there's your mistake right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Don't listen to those other people. <laughs> okay, I go ahead. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> and then, then all the news came about that they were tied in with the Russian government. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I start, so I'm going to take it off. Get rid of it. Yes. Well, the only thing I could take it off, find to take it off with was a removal of the program from Kaspersky. Yes. And, the, and you say, how safe is that? That, unfortunately, is the case with most antiviruses. Is, and this is to protect you, right? They don't, you don't want a virus to be able to uninstall the antivirus. So they make them hard to un- uninstall. And Norton is the same thing. You have to go to Norton to get an antivirus removal tool. And that's just a sec- extra security. You, you got to have to kind of sort of trust it. <laughs> yeah, but well, you're right. There's yeah, you, you raise a good point. <laughs> I'm getting rid of Kaspersky because I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Removal tool. You kind of have to use their tool. Unfortunately, it's the only way you can fully remove it, and just okay. hope that that works. All right. Hope well, that that works. It. Are you on which version of Windows are you on? No, I'm on Mac. Oh, you're on Mac. You you really don't need an antivirus on Macintosh. Or yeah, you're safe. Take it take it off. You you don't need anything on that Macintosh. Uh, even Windows machines. You could make an argument that be- Windows machines should have protection. They do. They uh, they come with a Windows Defender from Microsoft, and that's a perfectly adequate antivirus without any of the issues that other antiviruses have. Macintosh. Apple has put some very interesting security stuff on there, and there's so many fewer viruses. I think you you don't have to worry. You're safe as houses. Hey, I'm so glad you're listening, and thanks for the kind words. I appreciated it. Our show today, this is fun. I did this. I bought this for my um, mom and my sister this Christmas. It's our show today brought to you by 23andMe. I've done it. I did it years ago. 23andMe uh, helps you find out more about you. I mean, your favorite subject, right? By analyzing your genetic material, the 23 genes that make you uniquely you. The 23andMe Health and Ancestry Report tells you all sorts of stuff. They've got ancestry stuff that tells you where you, your people are from, how much Neanderthal. I'm 4% Neanderthal, proud to say. That's a good example of something new that they didn't know about until recently. The report's always updated with new genetic facts. And the wellness reports can explain the role your genes play in your health and well-being, which will help you make healthier lifestyle choices. From caffeine consumption to lactose intolerance, from muscle composition to genetic weight, 23andMe genetic health reports show you even risk for certain diseases. Understanding your genes can help you be your best self this year. And it's even more fun if you get the whole family involved. Order your 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit. Now through the end of the month, you'll save $30, but only till January 31st. Go to 23andMe.com. 23andMe.com. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. We're going to take more of your calls in just a bit. 8888-ASK-LEO. And don't forget, as I said, the website, free and available to all, techguylabs.com. Leo Laporte, the tech guy, 88, 88, ask 
Leo Gary, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Thanks for hanging on, Gary. Leo, good afternoon. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I am looking for an Android application recommendation. You've talked about, in the past, uh, web portals uh, having a log on before you actually get to the Internet, such as like Starbucks and places like this. Is there something to simplify that process where I can put the password in once and launch that app, and then it'll just enter the password? Oh, what a good idea. Not that I know. Well, let me think about that a little bit. By the way, this is something new in Oreo 8.1, which most Android phones will be getting sometime in the next year or so. Uh, It will let you know before you join a Wi-Fi access point how good it is, whether it's got a strong or fast signal, medium or weak. That's nice. But now are you saying that uh, these are websites that you have entered the password in for in the past? Or are they Starbucks where you have to take it, you know, accept the terms of service and all that part. Yeah, I think with Starbucks, you have to accept the terms and click OK. But there's other places like my work, for example, where you've got to enter a password and then, you know, click OK. Got it. And everything goes fine. You're on the Internet. Yes. Later. So any password vault will do the latter. That's just remembering passwords. Uh, and in fact, I prefer using a password vault to any mechanism offered by a browser or uh, by the phone itself. Uh, Apple phones, for instance, will offer to remember passwords like that. Uh, and, and admittedly, they're storing it in the Apple keychain. It's safe there. But I like the idea of using a third-party, what we call a password vault. And the idea is this stores all your passwords. And on Android, these password vaults can fill in passwords when they see a password dialog. It can't guarantee it would do it for every password dialog, but it does a pretty good job of spotting them. And in the cases where it doesn't, you could pull down the notifications pane and say, fill this in, and it will fill it in. The one I use is called LastPass. You've probably heard me talk about it. I recommend everybody use it. The reason is, uh, otherwise, your temptation is to use the same or password everywhere, a variation of it. You know, your kid's birthday and your, your mother's maiden name and your dog's first dog's name all combined together in various ways. Because it's hard to remember passwords. And so using the same password or a variant of the same password everywhere is just easier the problem with that is it's much less secure because if somebody gets your password on one platform, they can go around. It turns out, it's sad to say, uh, only about 10% of people out there are using password managers. And, they, and I really want to get that number up a little bit higher. The, the advantage of something like LastPass is you can have it generate a password for you, a strong one, one you'd never remember in a million years. You know, 20 characters of complete gibberish, store it for you and fill it in for you when you get to that form on the, on the, bra- on the um, phone. It also do the same on your desktop as well. If you pay, they, it's, I think it's a couple bucks a month. Um, if but they have a free version, you could just use a free version on your phone. But if you want to use it on multiple platforms, there's a paid version. It's not very expensive, and that way, when you enter the password once on your desktop, let's say at work, it'll remember it, and then it'll put it in on your phone whenever you see that form again. So I think that's a really, really uh, good choice. Lastpass.com. If you don't want them, there's others like One Password, the number one, and Password also very good. Um, there are open source free solutions like KeePass, but I find uh, LastPass the, you know, having used it for years, we actually use it uh, as a corporate uh, uh, enterprise password system as well. I find it very reliable. I highly recommend it. Okay. Very nice. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. I appreciate the call. I mean, is there any excuse I can, <laughs> in the last two calls, I've had the opportunity to promote two factor authentication and a password vault. And man, if everybody used those, it would put these bad guys kind of out of business at least in terms of, of cracking websites and passwords and so forth, they'd have to go elsewhere. All those all those leaked passwords would be useless if you have two-factor. Somebody can know your password and still not be able to get in. 
And if you use a password vault, you want to use a good one. I'll tell you the only risk with a password vault is if somebody gets that vault and can crack into it, that everything's there, right? That's you. You've, you've lost the keys to the kingdom. It's one of the reasons I like LastPass is they use very good, very strong encryption on the password vault, and only you know the password. They don't have access to it. So only you can unlock that vault. Even if someone would crack into the password, uh, the site where they store the passwords into LastPass's servers and got your password vault, they wouldn't be able to get into it. You know, So use a good password. You only have to remember one from now on, the password that unlocks the vault. And and typically when you unlock it, let's say on a phone, it stays unlocked. On, on most Android phones, you can use your fingerprint ID to unlock the vault, which is great. Every 30 days, you, they ask you to reauthenticate, give the password one, again. By the way, you should also use two-factor on it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Have two-factor authentication on your... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Last pass. Um, I actually do it with a physical authentication device, uh, a thing called a YubiKey. So you have somebody would have to have that physical device to unlock my password vault. I, that makes me feel a lot better. On uh, on the iPhone 10, it uses Face ID to unlock it. That's great. I feel I feel so much more secure that way. And as somebody who is presumably the target of hackers, you know they'd love to hack into my stuff. Um, I have to. I feel like I need to take extra precautions. But I feel pretty darn safe. <sighs> lastpass.com or one in just to give you a, a choice one password.com those are my two favorite let's go to line three penny in long beach hi penny leo laporte the tech guy oh hi leo sorry i'm on that's okay that's okay come over to the phone i kept you on hold a long time you have stuff to do i don't blame you oh i can't believe i'm talking to you i listen all the time oh, i can't say i'm absorbing a lot of it <laughs> bouncing right off huh <laughs> no yeah. you're absorbing more yeah. than you know you're absorbing more yeah than you know. i i impress my husband when i tell him you about see? things i've learned so. you see you'll be a geek <laughs> yeah. before you know it yeah well you know i mean you it's been a number of years but we went to we both have just laptops i mean we don't have that much uh, use with you know, computers, but we had an old tower and I have this, my husband just wants to get, I mean, it's just been in storage and I just want to get rid of it. You know, I'm, you know, the first of the year you get rid of all your junk. Yeah. And, um, I've just kept it around cause I have this sneaking suspicion. There's something on there. I have <laughs> That's a good idea. And, uh, you could keep just the hard drive and give away the tower. You'd probably be all right. Okay. I'm just trying to, I actually just kind of want to get 
rid of the whole thing. And I was going to take it somewhere and have them, you know, put everything on an external drive. There you but go. I was trying, but but what I was trying to do, I was trying to do it myself. You know, I'm kind of a do-it-yourselfer. And I I um I actually had we had gotten rid of the monitors a long time ago, but I, I had uh, gotten this cable to hook up my com- my nice. computer to the TV nice. to display it. So I was trying to boot it. I thought, well, I can maybe you know do yeah. that. And um, but it wouldn't it wouldn't boot. It's it's on um, uh, XP, XP and it wouldn't boot. So I don't know if I even if I took it somewhere if they'd be able to do well, it. Hold on a second. I have to take a break, but I think I can help you. We'll try anyway. Uh, after the break, more of your calls. Eighty-eight, eighty-eight. Ask Leo. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Dusty when a mucker road. When along came a semi with a high-end canvas-covered load. If you're going to win a muckamack with me, you can ride. And so I climbed into the cab, and then I settled down inside. He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand, and I said, listen, I've traveled every road in this here land. He's been everywhere, man. He's Johnny Jett. He's breathing the fresh air of beautiful Manhattan Beach, California, home base. Hi, Johnny. How you doing? Is it freezing there? You're wearing a shearling, sheepskin shearling jacket. Actually, it was cold yesterday, but it's warm today. But my basement where I am oh. is cold, so I just threw this on. and so uh, you put some wine down there. It's nice and toasty. I'll send you some wine for there. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> I was actually supposed to be coming to you from New York City where I would have been wearing something like this. Now, wait a minute, Johnny. Lately, you've been kind of canceling I, these trips right and left. I don't know about this. Have you I lost know. the itch? I, I, You know, I lost my mojo, I almost feel like. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. Um, so I, we, were, I, we were supposed to fly to New York on Wednesday, and um, we went to the doctor on Tuesday for Jack to get a, his booster flu shot. When you're a kid, you need to get yeah. a booster flu shot. He's you under two. It. You want to this year, too. It's a bad flu. And the doctor's like, you're taking him on a plane right now? You know, the chances of, of, of getting, catching the flu when you fly is a thousand times greater. I don't know if that's true. or Well, but anyway. the more people you expose yourself to, the more likely one of them is going to have the flu. I think that's fair. Then you yeah, go take I, him to you the know, biggest I, I city in America and, you know. Yeah, so, so she put enough. the fear got in us, and I canceled their trips. And then the next day, right before I got on the plane, I wasn't feeling well, so I was like, and I had to cancel some big appointments. So it oh, kind of hurt. I took, I took a big, big hit. But um, and actually, I learned a couple tips. So one of the tips is when you do have to cancel a flight, like I did, and if, and especially if you know way far in advance, don't just go out right and cancel it because the airlines will charge you the change fee, which is normally two hundred dollars, depending on the airline. Unless you fly Southwest, which then they, they just give you a credit, right? Though they don't give you they, your they, cash don't, back. they don't charge a change fee, uh-huh. which is amazing nice. about South, Southwest. Yeah, Promise yeah. Southwest doesn't fly everywhere I need to fly. I right. go to Toronto a lot or New York right. or wherever. Um, and also, I like to get upgraded, and Southwest doesn't do that. But anyway, what you do is you wait till the last minute and see if the flight has been delayed or if they had to change the schedule. And if they do, then you call them up. Even if they change the schedule by just a five minutes. You can usually get your money back in full without the change. Hey, it's not my fault. You changed the schedule. You ruined yeah, my life. I, they normally tell you it has to be an hour, but I've done it when it's after five minutes. Say, hey, it's me- that messes up this. my schedule. And they're like, no problem. It. Wow. Yeah. So that, but now, now I, if you don't cancel before the door closes, though, then you owe the whole thing, right? Yes. So that's why that's my next point. You really have to make sure that you time it right. You know, <laughs> you track it all need online. to be at the airport. No, 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 no. You just monitor it online. And, you know, I've canceled so many tickets in the last few months that I've become a, become a master at it. And sometimes I get lucky, sometimes I don't. But if I didn't, you know, monitor it, I definitely would have been out a lot more money than is, I am. Now. Is there any disadvantage to canceling close to the flight leaving? I mean, do they make that? Do you, are you less likely to get a refund? No. No. As long as you cancel before the flight takes off. Okay. Or, or supposed to depart. So but it's, if it's, if it's, it's like playing it's chicken delayed. with your, your ticket, but hey, save you money. Yeah, a lot of times these flights are delayed, and if they're delayed, you can get your money back. This is good. I'm so going to remember this. I have, cancel. To cancel. I have to cancel a ticket for my daughter. I'm going to wait until the last possible. So, And where do you monitor? Like, I mean, who's up to date on whether the door's closed? I mean, that's kind of a... I track it with the airline's uh, tracker, and also I use TripIt, 
and I uh, will look sometimes at Google. And he, actually, even you know your Echo will track flights. You can put in say, oh. blank, blank, you know, tell her to track flight right. AA flight. And the minute you see it's delayed, you should call the airline. And say, oh, you flight's it. delayed. Sometimes, yeah. even when your flight's delayed, sometimes they can actually uh, update it and leave on time. So that's another. That's a whole other story. <laughs> well, well, then what happens? So you got to get. Well, sometimes <laughs> you get a notification saying your flight's going to be delayed by a few hours, and then you get to the airport, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? We actually left on time." That makes we me found, nuts. We found new equipment. That makes me nuts. They shouldn't. Because yes. then I missed my flight, and I was just paying attention. Oh, so I hate that. Chances are. So even if you're delayed, you should show up at the gate uh, at the original flight time, just in case. It depends on it. All depends on the routing. So one time I was in Hawaii and that happened. I got a notification flight was going to be delayed like five hours. But I looked at the incoming aircraft and I saw that it was coming. That they don't have a lot of flights, but this particular airline to Hawaii. So I knew that they weren't just going to go to the shed and grab another aircraft. It wasn't like one of their one of their bases. So uh, this is very this is folks. This is high end stuff. You got to really be a Johnny Jet to pull some of this <laughs> stuff off. Just consider that. All right. Anyway, let's get to my website and yes. app. Yes. So actually, my website's long, so I actually emailed it to you and tweeted it oh, and copied right. you on it. All right. Because, you know, I thought this – someone asked me a question recently, like, what's open and what's not in the Caribbean? They want to go on a vacation. Yes. And I know you just came back from there, and I can't remember every island that was hit hard. Oy. And I don't have the time to research it, but this great travel publication is mostly for trade, travelweekly.com. They did an excellent job creating a guide that's just been updated with maps and everything and tells you exactly which islands, um, which hotels are open, uh, the percentage, if their infrastructure has been hit. Yeah, um, we were in uh, the British Virgin Islands, which were so badly hit. And I, oh, yeah, and you see it's all red on their map uh, still. Yes. A lot of power outages. It was a wonderful place to visit. People were very friendly and welcoming, and I highly encourage people to go. But a lot of the places that you'd expect to visit in the restaurants and hotels, they're not running. Correct. So actually, don't look at the map. You scroll down and you can see because they tell you like, see like point by point. Like, and they say for British Virgin Islands, they tell you which hotels are going to open when. Oh, that's nice. Um, they'll tell you uh, any the attractions and restaurants. And they have every island from, you know, Dominica to, this is to the BBI. Yeah. It's still beautiful. In fact, I'm, I was kind of glad we went. A, I feel like we were helping them out by putting some much needed tourist dollars into their economy. But also, uh, it wasn't crowded. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know, <laughs> Are, this I, is the time to go to these places. That's when you get the best deals. There's not a lot of people there, um, so anytime there's a natural disaster or whatever kind of disaster, is usually a good time to go right after, unless it's just been completely toppled. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, they're open for business and they want people to know it right now. They put out a press release saying that. Yeah, my son spent another week in Puerto Rico. Had a great time. And and you know you don't have to feel guilty going to a place like this. This is these places rely on tourist dollars, so not going hurts them. With that, for yeah. sure. And you can have a great time because I tell you, everybody was very happy to see us. Very warm. All right, good. This is a you go actually get this on Johnny Jet's website. What's open and closed? Yeah, uh, I have it on the homepage, but yeah, it's easy just to find or just look Travel at Weekly is a yeah, long website, yeah, yeah. but they do a great job. Yeah. Um, so now my app, I actually meant to mention this last week because that's when it was really hot. Um, you probably heard of it, Google's arts and culture app. I'm not sure if you're going to like this or not. I did it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So they have a feature of like, you know, can you recognize your, is there a portrait of your face in a museum around the world? Yeah. Yeah. And they have a face painting, face to paint matching, face to painting matching. It's only, it's not it's kind of a gimmick. Yeah. It's a gimmick almost. And it's but, not legal, oddly enough, in Illinois or Texas because they I have know rules. No, it's only in the U.S. Of, yeah, but and even in Illinois and Texas, it's not legal because of privacy rules. Wow, isn't that interesting? That. Yeah, that yeah. is. But I did it, and you know, my match was ridiculous. They give yeah. me two different matches. Ridiculous. Yeah, you want to see yeah. mine? Well, you can't because it's the radio. But trust me, oh, there it is. I don't look like that guy. Actually, you kind of do. <laughs> oh, I'm, shut up, I'm Johnny! Joking. No, I, I look just like him. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's when you realize, oh man, I'm getting old. 
So uh, yeah. is it on your Instagram? The, uh, the yeah, uh, not my Instagram. I, I think I you tweeted it. I think I put it on Facebook. I can't remember. All right, I'll have to look for it. It, it was uh, mine was embarrassing. It's free. It's so. it's a little hard to find. It's the Google Arts and Culture app, which is a free app. Yep. And just on the front page, scroll down and do the face match thing. Yep. Except offer prohibited in Texas and Illinois. And outside the U.S. And outside you, can't, the US. you won't find it outside the U.S. JohnnyJet.com. You won't find him outside the U.S. at least for a little bit longer. He's he's at home. But you will find him at JohnnyJet.com and on the Twitter and Instagram, too. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Home office. So the, you know, the, uh, the gas or electric could be a portion of that could be deducted. Yeah. But, so, but what I want to do is to create some kind of a... Uh, You'd like program. it to go through your spreadsheets automatically? Well, I would create almost like an if... This, then that. Oh, yeah. You could do that. If, yeah. if it says the name of the gas company, then move that number yeah. over, over to column B. Okay. And and if it says, you know, uh, Shell Oil, move that to column C, you know. And, and then I push – and what I would do is preset all of these filters. Yeah. You know, and then like this year and then every year in the future, I can just – I can load all the numbers into the, uh, the program and hit the button and it would sort all of the – expenses into their it's so much more likely that this would be something you would do with the spreadsheets own tools than with the tax app right yeah well, i've looked yeah i can do yeah. so there's a couple of things you can do there's yeah. a couple of things you can do uh if you feel handy if you're good at spreadsheets this is trivial Spreadsheets is exactly the kind of thing they can do with lookup tables. And uh, and you can categorize it. You could actually, ha if you wanted to spend some time, have the spreadsheet kind of do a lot of the manual stuff and just give you a number mm -hmm. at the bottom of the page saying this, right, this, this, and this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that is something. If you feel handy, you could do in a spreadsheet. There's another way I would like you to do it starting this year, <laughs> and that's yeah. get rid of the dang spreadsheets and yeah. start using something like uh, Intuit's Mint program. And I've recommended this before. Right. This is an online program. You don't have to do anything except connect it to your accounts, your bank accounts, your credit card, mm -hmm. whatever accounts. And in almost every case, this is secure, by the way, Intuit is, well, first of all, you trust them, and they're not even storing your credentials themselves. They usually use a third-party service that already knows your relationship, uh, often the same service. In the past, anyway, it was Yodley, which is a service the banks used for the same purposes. Uh, they don't use mm -hmm. Yodley anymore. They may do, I'm not sure how they do it. They may do it themselves, but you can trust them. The other reason you might want to do this is Intuit owns, I think it's, is it TurboTax? They own TurboTax, I think. And right. that you're, you know, I'm sure I haven't tried this. That they have direct import from Mint into TurboTax. So right. Mint does all the categorization for you. It's kind of like the old, remember, you know, Quicken, the old program where you do this mm -hmm. instead of the spreadsheets, you put you put your checking account into Quicken and you'd categorize it. If you're, you know, a serious business, uh, my business, for instance, we use QuickBooks and we have right. category numbers for everything and. You know, but we also have a bookkeeper who's full time who does this. Right, and right, she right. she puts everything in categories, and then at the end of the year, the reports are exactly what the accountant wants to do the taxes. Mint will do a lot of that automatically for you. Now, so I spoke to the people at Mint, though I actually phoned them. Did and they you? weren't able to. They weren't. They said they weren't able to help me the way I wanted it, at least. Okay. And well, so, if you you know if if you get uh, if you get really picky about how you want it, right, right, then you're going to do it custom and you're going to write your own software. In effect, right. this is called programming, even though it's a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's the only way to get it exactly right. as you want it. I mean, that's really what, the truth. And what spreadsheet would I? Uh, any program like Excel? Excel is the king, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But what you're asking is pretty simple. Uh, Excel has very powerful programming capabilities. All the Microsoft mm -hmm. Office apps do. They're amazing, and there's pretty much nothing you can't do in Excel. The other reason you might want to try Excel. <laughs> is it's very likely that there are people who've already written something close. Right, right. If you look for Excel templates for taxes, you'll be amazed at all the stuff that's out there. That's what I would search for, Excel templates. Yeah.
Let's say. So, yeah. Okay. So if you don't want to buy something, I mean, you, Google Docs has a pretty capable spreadsheet capability. People on Mac, of course, have op, uh, the option of using Apple's numbers, which is free. Right. I've tried that. Are you on a Mac or PC? A Mac. A Mac. So numbers, you know, you have numbers. It'll, it'll probably do the same thing. It's just, it's, it's not going to have as many. close. Yeah. It's close, you know. It's actually, a f- I'll make this, I'll sweeten it a little bit. This is a fun project. Think it's If you that, think like of. You said, it's not that difficult, really. It just has to be done. It has to be done. <laughs> and and it might be worth it to, before you start writing code, really think about what you want and sketch it, plan it a little bit more before you actually do it. it. The reason I suggest this is true for all programming is if you leap into it, you will make some mistakes. You'll you'll make some choices early on that might have been avoided. You'll you know often in the case we call it coders have a nice euphemism they call it refactoring when you have to throw out everything you've written and start over. Um, almost always that happens, and almost always the refactored code is better than the original. But let's try to avoid that by thinking out, planning it out, maybe even sketching out what you want this spreadsheet to do. But what you're describing is, is exactly what spreadsheets were designed to do. A lot of people think spreadsheets are only for numbers, but they absolutely could do the database-y kind of thing you're talking about, which is say, exactly. oh, yeah, this is exactly. this is photography equipment. Uh, that that goes in this category. Yeah, I mean, and that's not so hard to do. I think It should be able that. to do it automatically. Yeah. So I'll, and maybe I'll even give the people at Mint another call. You never know who you're supposed well, to. Well, yeah, I mean, you, what I would – this is this is no call. I mean, it's free. Just put yeah. – go to mint.com, attach your accounts, and just see what you get, what kind of categorization you get. I don't know. I've never I've never tried it. I've used TurboTax for years, and I should mention TurboTax is a sponsor of the show. But um, I've used TurboTax for years, and Mint, I would expect, since it's the same company, would have a way to say, give me TurboTax-style reports. But whether it will – yeah, you're right. It depends who you get on the phone. Yeah, just look at it and see. And you might okay. still just like having uh, having it there anyway. Somebody – is that your kid? <laughs> no, it's, I'm out of the field walking my dog, and there are some kids. There are some very uh, – that's a piercing a piercing yeah, scream. Exactly. <laughs> uh, somebody's suggesting – and I, I'm not familiar with this, but somebody in the chat room is saying simpleplanning.com. Okay, that's what I like. Chat room. Chat room is amazing. Simpleplanning.com. This is, this is from a lady in Montana, uh, and she says that you, this will do some of what you want to do. Okay. So uh, financial planners, calculators, and more. Oh, that's interesting. That's so good. this I'll is kind of this actually is kind of like somebody took a spreadsheet. Oh, they are they're easy to use Excel based spreadsheets. Duh. Now you have to buy it, but they have a lot of uh, okay. a simple accounting software, planners, tax calculator. Yeah, this might be a good start, and you can certainly see how they coded it. Might be a good insight into uh, where you could go next. That's cool. Thank you, lady in Montana. That's her handle. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Thank you uh, for the suggestion, Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Uh, before we continue on, who should I? Uh, what fine sponsor should I honor? Oh, I love Simply Safe. I'm thrilled to do this one. Simply, great story. Simply Safe was started by a couple. Uh, they were, I think, they were at Harvard, and they had a lot of friends who were rented and who were getting ripped off. You know, you know, college college dorm rooms, college rentals, and they looked around for security systems. They found they were really expensive. You had to bring out an installer. The monthly monitoring was ridiculous. So they created their own. And now, years later, Simply Safe is the simply the best way to do your home security. You get a box in the mail, very affordable. You can install it. Just stick it up. No drilling, no no hammering. They've got all the sensors you need. They've got a big, loud alarm. And they've got 24-hour monitoring for the lowest price anywhere, 15 bucks a month with no long-term contract and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafeleo.com. It's the only security system I recommend. Really smart, nice people created a system that just works. Simply Safe Leo. Dot com. Try it now. SimplySafeLeo.com. Leo Laporte, the tech guy.
Well, hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte here, the tech guy. Time to talk computers, the internet, home theater, digital photography, smartphones, smart watches, password security systems, speech interpreters, <laughs> augmented reality, 8888, ask Leo. It's a bunch of nerdy stuff. Anything, if, if, you, if it's the kind of thing you'd go, I better get a geek to help me with this, I'm your geek. I'm your geek. 8888-ASK-LEO. That's the number. 888-275-536. Toll free from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. Website is techguylabs.com. And I don't mean to imply you can only listen in the U.S. and Canada. We have listeners all over the world thanks to this thing called the Internet. It's amazing. And you can even make an Internet phone call to that number. It's toll free. shouldn't cost you anything. 8888-ASK-LEO. Joe has done that in Santa Ana, California. Hello, Joe. Thanks for hanging on. Hi, Leo. How are you? I am well. How are you? I could be better. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm sorry to hear that. I think you already answered it when I when I was listening that uh, that you don't really need a software uh, antivirus except for Windows Defender. Did I hear you correctly? Yeah, and this has changed now. I you know, uh, in for a long time we said you have to have an antivirus. Right. Uh but in my opinion and again, uh this is opinion but I'll tell you why. And I, I also will bolster my opinion by the fact that my opinion is shared by a great many of security experts as well. Uh, and the reason is for this multifold. First of all, no antivirus is perfect. In fact, they're far from perfect. So in a way, an antivirus gives you a sense of uh, security that you shouldn't be getting, <laughs> frankly. Uh, with the WannaCry malware, this nasty malware that spread about a year ago, one in three antiviruses detected it. That means two out of three times, it just you got infected and you were saying, well, but I'm protected, I'm protected. No, you're not. And that's really become a problem you know, in the last few years because viruses spread so quickly. In the old days when a vi- you got a virus via floppy disk, having an antivirus that was updated weekly was probably all right. It took a while for a virus to get to you. Nowadays, nowadays we're talking about flaws that, in fact, they even call them zero-day flaws that are discovered and exploited in less than 24 hours, your antivirus can't keep up. So that's problem number one. It's a false sense of security because it's not perfect. The bigger problem in my mind is many antiviruses actually expose you to more flaws. Part of that is because, well, any program you put on your computer exposes you to more flaws. If that program is not perfect, and no program is perfect, if it has any flaws, a bad guy can exploit it. So that's, that's true of all programs. In fact, m- lately, my advice is don't install anything you're not sure you want. We used to, you know, I, I mean, everybody, you know, you get your PC. The first thing you do is you download a bunch of stuff from all over the place. You can't wait to try it. That's a, probably not a good habit. We should install things we know we need from responsible, reliable companies and be very slow to run programs from anywhere else. But the antivirus is even worse than your average program because in order for antiviruses to work, many of them hook down deep into the system. And even Microsoft has had problems with this. For instance, when they were putting out patches for this most recent Intel chip flaw, they they actually, these patches caused blue screen of deaths, death in many systems that had antiviruses because the antiviruses were in the habit, a habit Microsoft's discouraged but not prevented, of, 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 of accessing kernel memory way down deep in the operating system. And if that happened after the patch, bam, your system went down. So Microsoft told all the antivirus companies, first, you got to fix that, and B, 
Once you fix it, you need to set a key in the registry saying you fixed it, or we're not even going to try to install the fix for this malware. That shows you there's a problem, right? Antiviruses are doing things they shouldn't be doing. And I can refer you, all you have to do is a Google search for antivirus exploits. All the big antivirus companies have been bit. You said you use malware bytes. That's one of them. That they've become, you know, a, a vector for infections. So you're putting something on there that has dubious or a limited value and might even open you up to more infections. And the third reason is if you have a recent version of Windows, Windows 8, 8, 1, or 10, you already have an antivirus. You have Microsoft's Defender. Not admittedly the most aggressive or best antivirus out there, but more than adequate to at least protect you against the obvious stuff. And then really the most important rule is keep your system up to date. Make sure you apply all those critical updates and, and be careful about what else you install. Really be slow. Even if you get a pop-up that says, oh, you've got an out-of-date version of Flash, don't, don't click the link in the pop-up. Go to Adobe's site and download it there just to make sure you're getting the right one. The, we should all be very leery about what we install in our system because every program you install has the potential for being either malware or a conduit for malware. I see. Have I persuaded you? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, should I get rid of what I have on there and just use Windows Defender? I do. I haven't used okay. an antivirus for years. Okay. For years. Well, I, I listened to you for a long time, and I, I switched to Graveyard Shift. So I worked Saturday night, so I didn't get to listen to you much. I just started listening to you again. Well, thank so. you. Welcome back. And you know we, we do offer a podcast, so you can listen at your leisure. Uh, tech guy, that. tech, that's okay. Techguylabs.com. I, you got you got a life. You're not going to go around listening to geek shows. <laughs> well, then I need it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we do, don't we? It's unfortunate. But uh, <laughs> and and I have to say that what I just said is opinion. I gave you my reasons for it. You you will hear from people uh, who say, "Oh, I wouldn't dare, dare go on the internet without malware bytes running." It's not the end of the world to have it running. Those are just my reasons for not doing it. Right. Well, it was. It was. I don't know. If it, it was causing my system to freeze up this morning. And I didn't add this. You're right. This is the fourth thing. And we. I hear from so many people frequently. The calls I get. The first thing I say is, "Well, do you have security software running? Because it can also affect how your computer performs." Right. And so I'm getting rid of that today. Yeah, I would. Okay. Okay. Can I ask? Can I ask you about another software that I also have two antivirus? Can I ask you about this other one? Too? Sure, sure. It's ESET. You know, ESET was a sponsor for a long time. This is back in the day when I did recommend antiviruses. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog. Insomnia. Moodiness. Achy joints. Weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. 
Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's very lightweight. It's a, you know, I still consider it the probably the best antivirus out there. But again, for the same reasons I, I spoke of earlier, I don't think you need it. Now, I have not heard of any security issues with these set. But nevertheless, there's always this risk. They're, they're hooked into the kernel. They're, it could be another pathway for bad guys. So I see. even our, our beloved ESET. Okay. Okay? Well, so just to make sure, you, you, you said I could get by with just Windows Defender. Yeah, because you, you really have three programs on there. You don't need all three. One's fine. Right. One's fine. Okay. Yeah, and just be careful. I mean, this doesn't get – that's the real point. It doesn't let you off the hook. you got to update. you got to be careful. Don't install stuff you don't know you have to have, that kind of thing. That's the most important thing you can do. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Time to take a little break. We'll come back in just a second with more of your calls. Our show today brought to you by Carbonite. This is something else everybody ought to do. Back up, right? You've heard me say this over and over again, but really I don't emphasize it enough for the most important business segment. Businesses live on data. You can die by data, too. If you don't have a good backup, you can be out of business. That's why Carbonite is the data protection expert for business. They have high availability solutions that get you back up and running in seconds. Data migration, cloud and hybrid backup, and their newest Carbonite endpoint backup meant for the big enterprise. You can have up to 2 million endpoints in a single vault, as many vaults as you need. It's for businesses with multiple locations, global deduplication, full encryption, the quick cache backs up locally and on the net, and phone and tablet backups easy too for IT. It's Carbonite Endpoint Backup. Learn more about Carbonite Endpoint Backup at Carbonite.com. You got to back it up to get it back. Do it right with my friends at Carbonite. Carbonite.com. We got another hour to go with the Tech Guy Show. Leo Laporte here. Keep your calls coming. 8888 Ask Leo. I'm not going to interrupt Joan Jett. No way. Uh uh-uh. uh. She's tough. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. I love technology. 8888 Ask Leo, the phone number on line three. Steve in Maryland. Hello, Steve. Hi there, Leo. Hi. How are you? I'm uh, doing good. Doing good. Long time listener. Uh, first time caller. Thank you. Welcome. All right. I got a problem here. Yes, sir. Um, uh, what happened is uh, we had a machine, uh, Dell i660, 8 gigs memory, that uh, the family used. And uh, now I would like to use it uh, exclusively. 
is there a way I can make my user account the administrator account, and how do I do that? You need access, administrator access. Do you have administrator access? I have administrator access. I so, just don't know how to, how to do it without, uh, remember, I don't want to lose my pictures and videos and all my documents. Ah, so you have an account that is a limited user that you've right. been using, and you'd like to make it administrator. Right. Yeah, you should just be able to go in and change it. Oh, how do I do that? Well, uh, let me let me look at my Windows 10, Windows 8, Windows, Windows 7. 10. Windows 10, yeah. All right, let me just look at it. I'm pretty sure you can just go into the user's control panel, user and account's control panel, and uh, and check a box that says make me administrator. But, you know, I better look just to make sure they haven't changed that in some way and eliminated it. Yeah, that. I'm not very uh, user. Uh, I'm not very uh, Windows 10 knowledgeable. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to be to be. Honest, uh, while I use it a lot, all the time, I'm I'm not a big fan, so sometimes it uh, takes me a little while to remember. Uh, you do have to be logged in to do that, though, as the administrator. So go into your administrator account. Right. Not your regular account, but your administrator account, whatever it is. And then go to the uh, user's control panel or user's settings. And you should be able to modify. I think there's this, you know, Windows. Thank you for booting so darn quickly. I think there's a... Um, Let's just do it real quickly here, and I can give you the exact change user account control settings. I think that's probably it. No, that's UAC. I don't know why I'm why I'm messing messing around on this accounts, and then your your info, sign in options, family, and other people. Other people. Yeah, that's interesting. They, you know, they've changed this. This is always a frustration for me. They have, uh, unfortunately, two control panels now in Windows with Windows 10. They have a very simple control panel, and then they have a much more uh, elaborate control panel. And the one you need, I think, is the is the more elaborate control oh, panel. Okay. Um, and so I'm just trying to find a quick and easy way to get into it for you. Modify user account. Yeah, do it from the old control panel. You know, there's a really silly way of doing it where you type, <laughs> what was it, control space user passwords 2, something like that. Uh, Right-click on the start menu and select control panel. Thank you. Chat room is reminding me. Windows, Windows X will pop up a uh, special hidden magical menu that has all sorts of nice uh, features. And you can launch the control panel from there, the old school control panel. Let's just do that real oh, quickly. Okay. And then once you're in there, no, it looks like they've moved that away too. Darn you, Windows! <laughs> Is it? Un- <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a link in our chat room because it's just easier to do that, or rather on our website. It's from the chat room, uh, WindowsCentral.com. How to change user account type in Windows 10. It is more complicated than it used to be. It is. So you're you're not asking a silly question. You, Windows key I, accounts, family, and other people. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I see it now. All right. Windows I, other people, manage family settings online. No. Oh, this cracks me up. You should see under family and other people, other accounts. But it looks like, I can't tell if, this is a newer version of uh, Windows 10. This is the uh, fall creators update. I don't know if they've hidden it. But I will give you, <laughs> Wow. I'm I'm looking at what this website says, and it doesn't look like what my computer looks like. But I will give you the link on this website, TechGuyLabs.com. And uh, if not, wow. 
You can always do this, which is really crazy, but type control space user passwords to, and that will give you the old, very powerful. I don't see it here. No, that's, do I have, not have enough accounts on here? Yeah, I'm looking in settings. Look at, they've changed it. My Windows, my Windows expert. Yeah, yeah no, this is it. Go to settings. That's the new control panel. Yeah. Yeah, he's saying, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, but see, I don't see any other accounts here. Maybe if I, maybe I just lacking other accounts. Okay, so we're going to do what this uh, article says in Windows Central and I'll cross my fingers. I need to make, maybe create some more accounts so I can see all the issues. Alex Gumpel, thank you. He's my, he's my Windows expert who, strangely enough, collects old Macintosh computers. Isn't that odd? But he's a, but he's a Windows expert. Charmaine, Costa Mesa, California. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Hi, Leo. Hi, Charmaine. How are you? Well, I'm still here at an antique age. (laughs) I'm trying to do modern things here, and I'm talking about the Echo. Ah, yes, the Amazon Echo. Yay. My favorite device. Do you have one? Yes, I do. And uh, what I want to know is, can I plug the Echo into a surge suppressor? Rather than yes. into an electrical outlet. You absolutely can. You can? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because uh, otherwise I'm stuck with it. Where <laughs> I don't want it. I know. You know, I, it's funny. My mom, who's 85, asked the same exact question. This, and, I, and I put a power. I put, I'm 84. There you go. You see, it must be something. <laughs> it's your generation. I said, well, I don't know, Mom. Let's try. And I gave her a power strip, a surge suppressor, plugged it in. It worked just fine. Oh, that is great news. And I have... One more question to ask you, Certainly. and that is, does that echo thing hear everything that goes on in the house? A lot of people worried about that. No. It doesn't. All it's doing, it has inside of it a very small, dumb chip and a little bit of memory. You know, there's four words you can use to trigger it, right? There's echo, there's computer, there's Amazon, and there's A-L-E-X-A. That's the default. Everybody uses that lady's name. Yes. Those are the only words it can use. It has in its memory patterns for those four words. If it sees that pattern, then it turns on the microphone and sends everything back to Amazon for interpretation. But only then. Say those four words again. Well, it's in your Alexa. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that out loud. It's in your Echo app on your phone. Echo, computer, which I don't use either of those because I want to be able to talk about it. And I say the word computer a lot. Amazon. You could say, hey, Amazon. Yeah. If you didn't say that word a lot. And then, of course, you know her name. I can't say it out loud. I don't want to trigger people's... Echoes, A-L-E-X-A. Those are the only four it will use, and that's because it's such a limited device. So it's only listening in the sense of that little machine, that tube there, is always processing the sound, but it's not sending it anywhere, and it's just looking for a pattern that matches those one of those four words. And if it finds that, then, and only then, it turns on the microphone and says, okay, send it up to Amazon. She wants us to do something. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Laporte, the tech guy. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Remember that old TV show, Branded, where they tear the guy's stripes off of him and tear up his uniform and make him throw him out of the fort. 
Was that branded? I think it was. <laughs> I think I do that for me, the tech guy. I could barely figure out how to change a user account type. And my only excuse is every time I get a Windows update, you know, just recently, I think most of us got the fall creators update, a.k.a. 1709. Get ready. The spring update's coming out in a few months. Uh, everything seems to move around. One of the things that's happening uh, is, and I didn't know this, but Alex has explained this to me now. There there have been, ever since Windows 8, and it's always been, a, in my mind, a problem, two distinct control panels for Windows. There's the easy-to-use, friendly, big-button control panel. That's, for most things, the thing you see. And then there's the old-school Windows 7 and earlier type control panel. It's got its fine print and lots of explanations. It's harder to use. It's also more powerful. And that is harder to get to, and they kind of hide it. What I didn't know is over time, gradually, they've been moving functions out of the old, what maybe not out of the old control panel, but moving functions from the old control panel into the newer one. And it's clear that at some point, thank goodness, Microsoft plans to just have one control panel on Windows. That would be a nice thing. Here we are three versions later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And we still have all this, you know, confusion. Yeah, they also have two browsers, Internet Explorer and Edge. It's just they have uh, many of the Windows uh, Office apps. There's a Windows Store version. And there's a desktop version. It's just very confusing. So that's my only excuse. I should know better. And I will. I verified that it does work. If you want to upgrade or downgrade a user, if you have a standard user you want to turn into administrator or an administrator you want to turn into a standard user, it's simple. You're going you're gonna to go into the new fancy big button control panel and you're going to go into the users and you're going to cha- you know, change a user's capabilities and you can do it all there. You can, you can upgrade or downgrade users, but you must be logged in as an administrator to do that. We used to, one of my recommendations has changed. I have to say, I used to, uh, for all operating systems, say don't run as an administrator because it, a virus or a malicious program that gets on your system gets on your system with the permissions you have, theoretically. And so if you're running as a full all-power administrator, that means the bad guy will also be running as the full all-powers administrator. And that's not a good thing. So for a long time, the standard security advice was run as a standard user. And then if you need to, you can escalate to an administrator to do things like install software. Both Macintosh and uh, Windows have, over time, kind of made that obsolete because even standard users on both those operating systems are limited. And at least in the case of the Macintosh, it's actually great. You have to enter an administrator password, even if you are an administrator, if you want to do something potentially dangerous. You actually have to type the password in. On Windows, I wish they did that. They don't. But they at least pop up that window that says, you are about to do something potentially dangerous. Are you sure? And that's why in both cases, it's important to pay attention. I think it's better to ask for the password because, frankly, we're also used to going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And just clicking all those boxes away. I'm in a hurry. I want to install this malware. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's a little better, I think. A little more of a speed bump to say, you got to enter the password. 
I kind of like Apple's way of doing that. In both cases, though, I think these warnings are, you know, good enough that you probably can run as administrator because it can be inconvenient to be an administrator, too. I understand that. Richard, Spring Hill, Florida is next. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Hi, Richard. Hello. Welcome. I've got a question for you. Well, probably more than one, but uh, I've got a, uh, a Windows uh, 7 Pro laptop. I purchased it. Through, well, it's a refurb unit. Okay. And, and uh, anyway... I want to find out if I can operate that using thumb drives. And what I'm thinking is, you know, like... You mean boot off of it, run the, run the software on the thumb drive, stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. You sure can. Uh, it'll be slow. Well, the, the thing I'm thinking is, like, okay, like I've got this operating system on there. I've got, you know, I might have a couple different programs on there. I want to have a backup of them. And every time I finish, I'll do a backup. And then... If something gets in there in the meantime, like say I'm out Smart. surfing and something yeah. gets in there Smart. and screws everything up, I can just reload for my thumb drive. Sure. Uh, you absolutely can do that. And if you, yeah, in fact, that's not an uncommon use for Linux. Sometimes people will create a secure, there's a Linux operating system, for instance, called Cubes that is highly secure. They'll run that off a USB thumb drive. And when they want to do something that they need to be secure, say banking, they, they re, restart the computer. And they tell the computer, boot from the USB drive. And then they're running cubes. They're not running Windows. They can do it, whatever they need to do, completely securely, reboot after that, and nothing's changed on their Windows drive, but they were able to operate securely. So that's the extreme case of what you want to do. The only yeah. you know suggestion is your older computer probably, does it have USB 3 ports? It's got uh, USB ports, yes. And the USB 3. So the old USB, USB 2, is a lot slower. USB 3.1 or three with either the blue USB Type A USB connectors or a newer Type C connector, which won't be on that machine. Those will operate much the older ones. Yeah, but is it blue? Old. I don't know. Yeah, if it's blue, then that's faster. And if you get a USB three thumb drive that supports that, it'll be actually usable. If you just do it with a USB two thumb drive on the USB two port, it's going to be sluggish. But since all you want to do is restore it, yeah. In fact, what I would suggest here's what I would really do in this case is I would get a USB external drive, not just a thumb drive, but a full-size drive, be a little faster, and you can use a Windows 7 backup command. There's actually an imager built into all versions of Windows. Uh, on Windows 10, they call it the Windows 7 imager, <laughs> but you can use that to make an image of your existing system on that USB thumb drive or that USB external drive, and then if something goes wrong, instead of using the USB drive as your boot system, you can restore completely overwrite the internal drive with the known good op installation and get back to the way it was. And that's actually a very good way to operate. That's using a disk image system. There are third-party disk imagers, but Windows comes with one built in. Is there a uh, place where you'd recommend uh, go to well, learn more about it online right yeah. now? Read it and yeah, if you, if you look for... Actually, I read a recent article uh, that was quite good on it. I'm not sure where I read it, but if you Google Windows 7 disk imaging in Windows 10 or something like that, they'll show you how to get to it. Uh, you just hit Windows key and image, and you should be able to get right to it. And it, it looks like it's a back, backup command, but it's a little bit better than backup. It's making an exact copy of your internal drive that can be blasted back onto it should something go wrong on the internal drive, whether it's malware or just, you know, bad software. Uh, it's yeah, actually, every once in a while, I get this thing pop up and says, uh, you, if, contact the FBI. You have Yeah, when you, get the, you know. when you get that, that is cause for alert, <laughs> cause for warning. Yeah, I just So far, I've been able to just... Uh, yeah. Shut it down and yeah. A lot of times these are just Windows, these are web browser pop-ups. They're harmless. But if you really got malware on there, it would be nice to have a image that you could restore that would overwrite the malware and get you back up and running fast. That's the real use for disk imaging. Google disk imaging in Windows 10, and that's still a part of Windows 10, although Microsoft's made noise about taking it out. 
And they do call it the Windows 7 imaging tool, which is kind of silly. But it is very handy, and I've used it. And uh, it's fast, and it's effective. And you already have it, so why not? The Gizwiz is Dick DiBartolo, coming up in just a bit. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. ...are unlimited, assuming that your budget is, because the, the medium price is $155,000. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I see Jay Leno has one, though. So Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's a 300-horsepower Honda. <laughs> wow. Uh, and so, it's a, on, so it's a fast, regular, everyday production car. Exactly. But it's, it, still, it, it's, it's amphibious. It's amphibious. Wow. And 44 miles an hour, you know, the, the, they got the record at 60 miles an hour with a souped-up engine. But the, the standard engine comes – 44 miles an hour is pretty fast on the water. Oh, and it goes that I, fast on the water? Yes, it's 44 miles an hour on the water. How many knots is that? That's it's, fast. It is like 50 uh, knots or something. Yeah, something like that. Holy I, yeah, cow. I think it, yeah, it might, <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. And I asked the guy, I said, have you been out in anything rough? And he said, well, you don't want to go in waves bigger than about two feet. Oh, all right. So, okay. But that's okay. I mean, it really moves. If you go to their website, it's watercar.com. They have a video of it running uh, uh, in the, on the water. And the thing gets up and really plain. Well, you're a boater. I mean, have you? Uh, they should let you drive this. Well, I can only drive it on the water because I'm terrible on the oh, road. That's a good point. <laughs> this is really – it's wrong for you but for the wrong reasons. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, and it's also very funny because they show several models um, that they sell to small fire departments. I saw the little fire truck one. Be- yes, yeah. because it's great for, for fires on the water because you have an unlimited uh, supply of water. The jet, instead of powering the boat, the jet motor will just shoot the water through the hose – Wow. And so it, it converts to a fireboat, too. A fire rescue vehicle. That's kind yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's pretty wow. neat. Pretty neat. Watercar.com. If, if you've got $150-some thousand dollars, you're burning exactly. a hole in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. And if you don't, why don't you go to gizwiz.biz? You can learn more about this and all of the great gadgets and gizmos Dick shows us on this show and on World News Now and all the other places he appears. Gizwiz.biz. While you're there, click the link that says, what the heck is that? That's a chance to win an autographed copy of Mad Magazine for figuring out... Either what this close-up of a gadget or gizmo is or coming up with the best crazy answer. Autographed copies of Mad Magazine await all who attend. Also, Dick's fine podcast, gizwiz.tv. Have you done both the uh, CES episodes? Or you? Uh, we did both. We have uh, we, Each of us have a couple of gadgets left over, so we're going to do one more. Yeah. You and so Chad great. Johnson, our good friend, OMG Chad. Gizwiz.tv for that podcast. Thank you, Dickie D. Thank you, sir. See you next week. Always a pleasure. Uh, the same. Bye. I've got a gadget everybody should know about. Easy to install, easy to use, very affordable. It's called Simply Safe. I love the origin story of Simply Safe. It was designed for people who couldn't really, didn't want to spend the money and time to install, you know, an expensive alarm system, but wanted the same quality protection. And now over the years, it's evolved into something even better than ever before. The Simply Safe system is ridiculously smart. Its sensors will protect every point of access to your home. Motion detection. They have window and door opening sensors. And the best part is you can put them all in yourself. They even have cameras. Easy. Peel and stick anywhere you want. They have a central hub. And that will notice if somebody breaks a window or comes in your house, set off an ear-splitting alarm, and notify their 24-hour monitoring service. Now, wait, you say, Leo, that could be expensive. No, $14.99 a month with no long-term contract. That's simply safe. It's brilliant. Affordable, easy to install, great monitoring. Same monitoring the other guys offer, frankly, for a lot less, $14.99. And they never lock you into a long-term contract. And they, there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go with the only home security I recommend, Simply Safe, simplysafeleo.com. By the way, somebody said, well, what if they if they take the, the base unit and smash it? It still works. I love it. <laughs> you can disconnect. It still works. It's got, it's, got, it's got two channels for connecting to the monitoring. It's brilliant. Simplysafeleo.com for the home security I recommend simplysafeleo.com.
com. Which reminds me, my, my, my daughter's a renter. I got to set her up. I got to set her up with a Simply Safe. Uh, one more call, I think, before I have to uh, head out of here, and uh, that should be Jay in Lompoc, California. Hi, Jay. Oh, hi, Leo. Uh, love what you're doing on the Twit Network. I'm a regular viewer of Ham Nation. Bless you. Thank and uh, I've got a problem that, and you had a previous caller, the only time I've ever heard it mentioned, about this uh, pop-up while you're browsing that uh, says, you you know, you're infected, yep. you have to call this number. Yep. And I couldn't find anywhere how to get rid of it. And if- Well, there's two possibilities. I mean, most of the time that pop-up is just goes along with the web page. So it's been a modified web page. However, if somebody can get on your system and install something, then you'll see it even when you're not on the Internet, when you're not running a browser. Is that your situation? No, and I'm not really sure uh, that it happens on any other browser because I use Bing and I use Chrome sometimes, and uh, it happens, I think, mostly on Edge. It's on Edge. And so it's possible they installed a, a, a plug-in for Edge that's popping it up, but it's also possible that the website you're visiting has been hacked, uh-huh. and it's just a little JavaScript that pops up this pop-up. You're smart, and by the way, everybody who's listening knows exactly what you're talking about because we've all seen it. You're smart enough to know, don't call that number, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the key, and that's the message for everybody is even if you see this, it's 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 fake. And they have a whole rigmarole they'll give you. In fact, nowadays they even call you directly. <coughs> they don't even pop up something. I get calls all the time. Hi, this is Windows calling, first of all. It's Microsoft, not Windows. And they don't call you. You have – I can see – we can see from the traffic coming out of your computer you have a problem. And then they'll they'll walk you through this whole thing. It's just completely nefarious. They get you to launch the event logger. Well, you know, when I tried to get rid of this thing, I used to just shut down the computer. and then. Oh, you don't it. need to do that. If you and, uh, if you close the browser and it goes away, then it is from the website of the browser. Well, it won't let me close the, the browser yeah, at all. So JavaScript can do that. Manager yeah. And close it there. And that works? Yeah. And then yeah. I go and I go down to the lower left uh, and bring up the different programs I have and launch Edge from that column. Here, here's what you'll want to do is, A, make sure you don't have any additional Edge extensions installed. And then B, you there's an Edge extension that you can install that's safe from the Microsoft Extension Store called uBlock Origin that will block all of these from now on. It's a very nice, it's an ad blocker, but it also blocks all malicious scripts, including that one. uBlock Origin. Once you install that on Edge, you should never see this pop up ever again. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.